0: Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast, episode 106. It is Thursday, December 20th. That's right, I said Thursday. We're recording a day late because it's Christmas week, Zach.
1: That is right. It is Christmas week. I've actually got a few uh, fantasy names. Do you want them right now? Uh, Yeah. yeah okay. Let's hear them. Okay. We wish you Amari Christmas. Okay, I like it. Get it? Get it, Amari? Uh, Mahomes alone. (laughs) Uh, um, We wish Juju a Merry Christmas. That's good. Have yourself a Merry Kittle Christmas. Grandma got run over by Von Miller. (laughs) Uh, Where are you Christmas? Get it where... Spencer, where? No. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Um, I saw Moncrief kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, here's a good one. Kareem's getting nothing for Christmas. Yikes. <laughs> Happy holidays. No. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. All right. Uh, the Christmas wins. Cool. All right. You like it? Those are good. Are those? Are those Zach Henson Originals? No, 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 no. How I Love That Christmas Feeling. Okay, all right, I'll stop now. I'll just stop.
0: What was your favorite of those?
1: Uh, Kareem's Getting Nothing For Christmas is pretty timely.
0: Yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, so. Yeah. Week 16 in the NFL, a lot of those names uh, of relevance and a lot of those names you guys probably recognize from your teams. And a lot of people that are listening right now, uh, I would say there are only – Three people in our entire league, they get to listen to this and actively listen to their matchup coming up this week because it is championship week in CMB. Uh, two teams remain, 12 teams gone. And like I said, it's, it's the championship week. That's right.
1: The Lynch who stole Christmas.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Zach, let's, just, let's not waste any time. Let's move on here. We might talk a little bit more Christmas here in a little bit. Uh, five days away, like I said, it's it's Thursday, December 20th, as we record. No Thursday night football, but with that, let's take a trip around the league.
1: Let's take a trip around the
0: league. Some NFL news from Week 16. The Pro Bowl teams were announced Tuesday night. Zach, there were some snubs and surprises like there are every year. I would say the biggest snub, and maybe you'll agree with me here, is Colts rookie linebacker who has been a stud all
1: season Darius Leonard left off the Pro Bowl list. Yeah, I completely agree. I even texted Jake and asked him, you know, like, what he thought about that. And, yeah, that's that's number one on my list.
0: That is a travesty. And Darius Leonard, apparently one of his goals heading into his rookie season was to make the Pro Bowl as a rookie. He made a really good, you know, case for it. And he said this week he's so upset by the news. His goal this week in week 16 against the Giants is to have 40 tackles.
1: 40 tackles. Well, I mean, in in solo tackles in our league, he is leading with 99. I, he might be leading in total tackles altogether. I, we don't have that stat, but he's got 99 solos with 47 assists. He's at the top of the list of, of solos, and he is top of the list of tackle assists. So, yeah, he's leading the league in tackles. How is he not in the Pro Bowl?
0: I mean, there are there are only a few players each year, I feel like, they get 20 tackles in a game. And I think he's talking about total tackles. So 40 is a lofty goal.
1: That would be awesome, and it would, <laughs> He's he's he might get close to 20. It'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, he's definitely going to play upset, so that'll be fun to watch. Colts-Giants this Sunday. Next player here, this is another player from Kemp's crew, number 40, Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers running back, did not make the Pro Bowl. Did you also text Jake about Christian McCaffrey?
1: No, um, but that is a big snub as well. He's been
0: awesome. Yeah, dude just had a monster season. Uh, In the Monday Night Football loss to the Saints in Week 15, McCaffrey became the first player since Walter Payton in 1985 to have uh, 50 or more rushing, receiving, and passing yards in the same game. So had Jake advanced and, and was playing last week, could have had a really good shot with McCaffrey having a big week.
1: Oh, yeah. Top five pick next year? Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely should be. Next snub here, this is Andrew Luck, who I'm just surprised at the year he's having. I'll be honest, I didn't see this coming, coming off injury. 34 passing touchdowns, 3,951 yards. I think he deserved to be in the Pro Bowl, and I definitely think he deserves to win the comeback player of the year.
1: Absolutely. Right now, he's the number four
0: quarterback in our league. Just right. Yep, so great season for Andrew Luck, but he gets removed from the uh, Pro Bowl. This is the initial roster, so I think Luck was named an alternate. So maybe if some of these other guys back out, Andrew Luck will be there. But uh, should have been included, in my opinion. Another one here is Alvin Kamara of West Coast Wombats. And Kamara just
1: had an insane year. Um, I, I haven't seen these rosters yet, so this is this is news to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, Kamara was, was not included on the Pro Bowl list. And I, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I, I could see – I could make the case for him being a snub, but for him to have been in the Pro Bowl, he would have had to have make it, made it over, you know, we're talking about guys like Gurley and Barkley and uh, who am I? oh, Zeke Elliott. So those three from the NFC got in over Kamara and McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the running backs right now. Todd Gurley's number one, McCaffrey two, Barkley three, and then Kamara's number four as far as points go. So, I mean, just another great year for him. And- He's definitely in the fantasy Pro Bowl.
0: Right. So, a big season for Kamara and really was, I wouldn't say the main reason, but he kept West Coast Wombat's season alive. And to me, a snub here that people aren't talking about is Jared Cook, the Oakland Raiders tight end, didn't make the Pro Bowl for the, NF- for the AFC, which I don't agree with, and Eric Ebron of the Colts made it instead. So, thought I would uh, pour a little salt after that trade that you guys were involved with. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep. All right, so we'll move on here. Uh, Week 15 was a big week for playoff implications in the NFL, and the Titans and Colts in the AFC South both shut out their opponents in Week 15 during their playoff pushes. Uh, The Titans beat the Giants 17-0 at New York, and the Colts beat the Cowboys 23-0 at home. Zach, did you get to watch either of those?
1: I did not. I did not. Nope.
0: Yeah, I was stunned by that. I was more stunned by the Colts shutting out the Cowboys – but it is. This is shaping out to be a fun finish in the AFC South. I mean, this is a division we've talked about for years being the worst division in football, and it is now the only division in football that has three teams with winning records.
1: Yeah, it's it's really unbelievable with uh, the resurgence of Amari Cooper and the difference it's making for the Cowboys. It's just it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what happens here. I mean, the Titans have a, have a another NFC East matchup this week with the Redskins, and the Colts are playing the Giants this week. So. Both of those are are out of the conference, but week 17, man, it's looking like in Nashville, winner, it's a playoff game. The winner goes goes to get the wild card spot or could win the division and the loser goes home. So that'll be a fun one. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on here, Zach, and and talk about the biggest news of the day, biggest news of the week probably. And on Thursday morning, Josh Gordon of H&F Industries was placed back on the commissioner's exempt list and this is just kind of adds to the woes for H and F season. I mean, Gordon released the statement Thursday morning. He tweeted a photo with text, basically saying he's working on his uh, health and will sit out the rest of the season. And he was almost immediately placed back on the commissioner's exempt list, which would suspend him indefinitely. So even if he, had, I guess he was trying to get ahead of the news by putting his own statement out. But uh, just a, you know, another troubling year for Gordon, who doesn't get to finish the season. And it just it's a it's another you know we we've, we've seen this every year almost with Josh Gordon um so i would you say this is the end for for Gordon
1: Zach that's what i'm thinking i mean we were all you know everybody was rooting for him coming back from this you know this time with this comeback but I, you can't have a better opportunity than with the patriots and tom brady and like you know reports of tom brady taking him under his wing and he just i don't know you know you you hope the best for him with this but i don't i just don't I don't know if he'll uh he'll be able to make it back.
0: Yeah, I wonder. And there is he, he basically has infinite chances to come back for this kind of thing because this he's not been involved in like a domestic violence or domestic abuse situation. It's all been drug related. So, you know, he has the opportunity to come back, but to me, I almost want to say if he's if he's really dealing with an addiction, if it's something that he needs to step away from, maybe being away from football permanently is probably the best for him. Yeah. So, essentially, Bill Belichick, you know, the Patriots traded for Josh Gordon with the Cleveland Browns, I think it was like week three or week four, and Belichick traded a fifth-round pick, essentially, for 40 catches, 720 yards, and three touchdowns. That's what Gordon gave the Patriots, and now they have to move on without Gordon. I would say this is going to really affect their uh, ability in the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're taking away, like I just said, four, 40 catches and over 700 yards. They're taking that out of their offense, so guys like Chris Hogan are have to step up.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. All
0: right, that was the biggest news in the NFL. Let's move into our league and do a trip around CMB. A little Week 15 recap. Zach, do you have an all-pro team for us?
1: I do have an all-pro team. Top quarterback was Matt Ryan, 29.35. Your top wide receivers were Hopkins, 39 points, and Mike Williams, 36.50. Todd Gurley was your top running back, 34.40, followed by Derrick Henry, 30.30. Tied in with some guy, Samuels. Uh, I don't know how he got – he only had two catches for 30 yards. How did he uh, – the place has the top tight end? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he rushed 19 times for 142 yards. Um, top flex, Damian Williams, 30.30. Your top kicker, the Fairbarn guy, 22. Top uh, DST, three-way tie. Do you know any idea which teams? Three-way tie, DST.
0: I would, I would assume it's the Colts t- and Titans are included in that. Ooh. They, sh- they shut out their opponents. Okay,
1: that's two. One more team. One more team. Hmm. I'm going to say the Texans. In- no, it is the Atlanta Falcons. All tied at 22 points. So Wow. Quite the DST week. And then your top IDPs, uh, Levante David, 23. DeForest Buckner, 21.75. Micah Fitzpatrick. You know, everybody knows Micah Fitzpatrick, right? 20.50. Joe Hayden. 20, and then jabril jabril peppers 19.30 bring your total to 367.60 and decently that that's kind of low i feel like yeah i mean i would say it's about oh yeah below average i would say below average looking at these totals so anyways everybody needs to step it up they just know that you know a lot of teams are out of the fantasy playoffs and they just don't care so right most added player from this past week was... Jamal Williams. Correct. Jamal Williams. Most added player today... Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. Look at you. You cheating? No. All right. There you go. That's it.
0: This is kind of how I live my life now, Zach, is I always have a rolling uh, Twitter feed of NFL news. So That's I. True. That's true. Yeah, I'm like, like a running roto world.
1: Right. I'm really looking forward to this season being over so we can just start over, and I feel like... Uh, I can start planning for next year, right? With all my rolling Twitter feed. All right, continue. Sorry,
0: Zach. Let's say happy trails to two teams that were knocked out in the semifinals. This is Dragon Energy and Strong Side. Those two teams probably the best finishes I've seen from either of those teams in recent years. Wouldn't you say that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, Rich started off really, really hot, and you know, kudos to him for making it this far. He had a he had a good team, had some injuries, but uh, great finish for him and. And uh, Suggs and John, it's a good first year being uh, co-managers.
0: Yeah, and Matt pulled some production moves last week uh, that we didn't really know about until it hit the air. And so he he added the bumper at the beginning of episode 105, and he basically just played the track from him, from his volunteer voicemail from a few weeks back, where he was trashing Jake. And so I I think that felt good for Matt, even though he didn't win this past week. Uh, Matt was on cloud nine with this season. First year with a co-manager. I'm happy for him.
1: Yeah, and uh, shout-out to Suggs. Uh, for those that don't know, he's producing the shows right. um, as of late, putting in some work, so we really appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, again, shout-out to Suggs, and this is leads into the next thing here is the Pick'Em Challenge standing. Zach, where are we at with the standings?
1: Dude, I am so tuned out. I, did, I completely forgot about that. Hold on. I'm, I'm loading it. Suggs is leading with 63 points, but Pace is right there. You moved up another spot on him. Uh, you have sixty three. So here, it, I mean, it's coming down to this. Um, he, Thugs needs to get a lot wrong, but uh, yeah, he does. He does. You're making up. You're making up some ground, but running out of room, basically.
0: I figured the only way I can win is if I'm, I've got to pick against Matt because you know he's picking himself. Yeah. So I've got to pick against Matt, and two other matchups have to go my way, and then there would be a
1: tie. Do you think that Matt is listening to what you pick, and then that's going into his thoughts? Does he is he cheating?
0: No, because he's so confident. I think he's going to pick himself. Okay. It doesn't matter. But what would happen, Zach, if there were a tie? Would we do like a, a, a pick pick'em lock-off? I mean, what would happen?
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. We need to come up with a, a rule for that. I have no idea.
0: Zach, we we did a poll last week about the draft order proposal vote for future seasons. So this would be implemented next year. And We talked about doing where the pick standings at the end of the season would dictate – the draft order so instead of drawing names from a hat we would do it this way where wherever you finished in the pick'em standings that would determine the ranking and the results of that poll i would say were a little shocking to me
1: were they yeah so you voted the i guess you liked picking names from a hat right
0: no actually i let me clarify so i i originally maybe you noticed this i voted with the league and voted like right away i picked the the new option of going progressive and going with the uh going with the pick em standings and then i just kind of felt bad for jake because it was like 12. oh my gosh barf it was like 12 to 1 so that's i i changed crazy. my vote
1: oh, did you text him did you call him facetime
0: no i actually tuck just him, went in just, just now
1: and it, tuck him in bre- bed bring him some juice or something to go to sleep
0: no that's on tuesdays oh okay yeah. yeah, no, I actually just went back in and changed my vote back to my original vote. So, sorry, Jake.
1: Yeah, I, I think we should try it out, you know, just see how it goes for one year and if everybody hates it or something. But, I mean, yeah. I don't care at this point about league pick I didn't put in any votes. But if we were still going, it would be a lot of fun right now as I am one point away from passing up Kevin or Chase. Right. So that's a lot of fun, you know, going into the very last week. So, I think we should give it a shot and – uh just, you know, see how it goes. And if if everybody turns out not to like it, we will revert back to pulling names from a hat.
0: Jacob is Jacob, Jake Stanifer has been very salty in the Facebook group lately. I'm just going yeah. back and looking at, looking at some of these posts. I
1: think, I, I think the loss is really, really it, it, Yeah.
0: You're right, man. He and he and Matt were going at it. Uh and then Jake, you know, you you posted the the Corey Davis quote. About <laughs> Janoris Jenkins knowing, you know, is, is going to know his name, yeah. and he said, "LOL, three catches, thirty-three yards." Corey, who, yeah, and I just—he's very upset right now.
1: He is upset. We—you might need to send him some flowers or something. But, anyways, uh, I like that quote from uh, Corey Davis. That was fun. I—I I thought that was great. And um, what did you hear anything else about that? Did Jenkins say anything? Or
0: oh no, I didn't. I should have followed up with that, but yeah, I um. Know. I haven't seen Jake this upset since probably what, like the ninety-five Western Conference
1: finals. <laughs> I Sonic mean Supersonics Bulls. This is bad. I can't imagine when he lost to us by point whatever in the oh, championship. man. That, that's worse than being the one seed and losing. So yep. it, it'll it'll get better. It'll get better. We just need to turn the page on this season, start prepping for next year. Have Jake go into Mel Kuiper mode and get us ready for the mock draft. That's what needs to happen. We need a fresh start. That is your role in this league, Jake. That is it. That and being the Kemp apologist. (laughs) Yes, yeah.
0: All right, let's move on here, Zach. Week 15, we had some locks and bold predictions. At least I made a lock. I don't believe you made one, so I'll just give you an L there for not making one. Um, (laughs) But your bold prediction was that Tyree Kill would exit the game with a foot injury. Yeah, he might as well have. I don't believe that happened, but, yeah, he didn't have a great week.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take that as a a, uh, half of a – a w and half an l how about that he did Uh, terrible
0: yeah all right well no injury for him but i like how you're predicting injuries again that's a lot of fun (laughs) i locked kevin and of course he won and is now in the championship my bold prediction was that deandre hopkins would have 20 plus points It would be the first time he'd go over 20 in five weeks and he doesn't just do that he puts up 39 and is the number one receiver in cmb last week
1: wait who did this
0: DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, big week for D-Hop and make me look pretty smart.
1: Yep. Congratulations.
0: Let's preview week 16. Zach, a little fab recap. Not a lot going on. Robert Foster, though, the Buffalo Bills' new number one receiver, He signed by Tecmo for $6. And, oddly enough, Greg Co bid $0. Greg, who
1: is now in the consolation bracket. So, I like that Greg is still alive. Yeah, kudos to these people actually trying in the consolation bracket. Uh, right. I don't. I wouldn't even look. So good on you guys.
0: Robert Foster's had more receiving yards in three weeks
1: than he did in four years at Alabama, which is <laughs> really? nuts. You know, I haven't even looked. I need to see what he's done. So he's he's. I mean, he's, oh, he's yeah. an average weeks. He's
0: had a couple of hundred yard weeks, but you know, it just shows you how deep and how hard it is to get on the field at Alabama. Uh, the offensive coordinator for the Bills right now, Brian Dayball, he used to be the OC with the Crimson Tide, of course. So that was the connection there with, with uh, Robert Foster. But, yeah, he's been, he's been having some big weeks with Josh Allen lately.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, one non-compete player worth mentioning was Jamal Williams, who you mentioned was the number one added or most added player in Yahoo. He is signed to Tecmo for $18. Why not? I mean, no one else bid any money. But why, would 18- they,
1: why would they not spend all of their money? Exactly. Why are they? Why are they leaving six dollars right now?
0: Kevin, was it, was, Kevin didn't even put in a claim though for Williams.
1: Kevin, <laughs> dude, at least put in a claim. I mean, oh, unless I, he's unless no, he's I out see, of money. I see what it is. Kevin only had seventeen dollars, so they were just making sure that Kevin didn't get him. Kevin I probably thought, "Hey, they're gonna outbid me," so Kevin's like, "Forget it. Who cares?"
0: You got to try though, dude. It's the championship round.
1: Kevin isn't giving him that satisfaction. He wasn't giving it. The-
0: yeah, I will. And again, we're going to talk about their matchup here in a little bit. So two teams remain. 12 teams took early exits from the season, sadly. Maybe we could play some Sarah McLaughlin music. But Zach, I want to do something. I came up with this idea earlier this week, and I hope that people will enjoy this. But, you know, it's no fun to just talk about two teams in our league in the last week. You know, that this boxes out everyone else. So a way to keep everyone involved. It is the season of giving. You... Listed some really cheesy uh, Christmas fantasy football team names, but I wanted to offer some gifts to some people around CMB. Ah, uh, play Santa Claus here a little bit, and we'll do some consolation Christmas gifts.
1: I like it, Matt. This is where you cue up the uh, Christmas music and have it just really low. You know, yeah, really. while we're while we're doing this, yes, while we're handing out the gifts. Put on your Santa hat, Pace. Let's go. All
0: right, consolation Christmas gifts. We're gonna do. I'll I'll alternate here, Zach. So I'll I'll give a, a Christmas gift out, then you can give one. And I will go first, and my first gift is for our producer, Matt Suggs, and the team of Strong Side. This was easily Matt's best season since he won the championship in, like, 2006. Uh, And Matt made some really good moves this year, Matt and John together, I should say. Matt sat on trading away players like Mitchell Trubisky, Zeke Elliott, Nick Chubb when he had the chance. I know I reached out to him about some trades. He sat on those guys and kept them, and it led to really a great run for he and, and John late in the season. Uh, biggest consolation of all, though, is uh, Matt's likely going to be the pickup Challenge winner, like we talked about, and he and John will have the first choice in next year's draft position, so Merry
1: Christmas. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas. Yes, indeed. I'm up. Yep. All right. Kim's crew. Why did you, you gave me Jake on purpose, right?
0: No, it, honestly, it, I did the, the order by uh, standings.
1: I figured if it was you, you probably just could not stop. You just wouldn't be able to stop saying so many nice things about Jake.
0: It's kind of like at an office holiday party where they give you a $10 max. I would just go over.
1: You would be the Michael Scott and give him a... An iPod. Yeah, iPod. That's what would happen. All right, anyways, Kim's crew. um, The most noticeable thing about, I remember from this season, was Jake outbidding us by $1 for Darius Leonard, which had a huge, that that had a big hand in his success, his IDPs we uh top of the line you know in the league and then uh making that trade getting Ertz and uh, sony michelle for chris hogan and chris carson who you know he just kept moving on with making more trades but uh jake as far as trades went i thought he did really well this year but uh, getting darius leonard was huge that guy oh yeah just, just a stud so merry christmas jake
0: Next one here is Dragon Energy. And speaking of IDPs, Rish had several injuries on offense, whether you know it was AJ Green, who he tried to trade early on, like we talked about. Uh, Joe Mixon was out for a few weeks. And Odell Beckham Jr. has missed some recent weeks here late in the season. But Rish had two studs on defense that he could count on all season. He had guys like Luke Keekly and Bobby Wagner, who were the number two and number four IDPs in CMB all season. So great strategy by Rish to grab those guys early in the draft and it helped Rich finish in fifth place in the regular season. His best season in recent memory, Merry Christmas, Ryan Rescher.
1: Uh I've got ECW, which is hilarious. They get – guess what they get for Christmas?
0: They, they already got – they got their Christmas present in
1: October. They, they got it a long time ago, and guess what <laughs> Santa's bringing them? A big box of coal. That's all they're getting. <laughs> That's it. They've been very bad this year. Uh but, yeah, so good job on your trade for Barkley and Ebron. Um, and they overcame just a ton, you know, with their guys getting injured and uh, getting into the playoffs. So kudos to them. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, that's it. Enjoy your call.
0: For those who don't remember, what was the trade, Zach? One more, no. just the, the last time ever.
1: No, no, no. 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 You kidding me? No. Bah I
0: Bah humbug. I, I honestly don't remember the players that were involved. No, we're good. We're good. All right. Moving on here, West Coast Wombats, the other Wombats. The only consolation gift worth even mentioning for them, Matt Collins and Courtney Norton, they won their own personal Super Bowl. They did it in week seven. They beat East Coast Wombats, who we just talked about, 172.90 to 165.35. That was their Super Bowl, that was their number one goal. I think they had that goal higher on their list than winning the league, to be quite honest. Uh, forget about Derrick Henry's recent surgeons with his big weeks. Beating the Garrison brothers was their one shining moment.
1: Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Greg Coe, uh, hey, you made the right pick, you know, at the beginning for uh, Gurley instead of Le'Veon Bell. Right. And uh, Greg also got Breeze in round five after the likes of Cam Newton, Jeffrey, Demarius Thomas, Lamar Miller, Kenyon Drake. And that guy ended up as the number five quarterback in our league. Also, uh, Greg got Cook. In round 14 and he was the number five tight end so greg uh, did a great job drafting um, this year so merry christmas greg
0: all right zach this one's for you h and f industries we talked about this being the first time ever that you and brian missed out on the postseason at cmb but here's the heartbreak that was waiting for you should you guys have advanced to another championship round aaron jones your number one running back placed on ir this week Jordan Reed was already ruled out for this week, and Josh Adams is now the number three running back in Philly. And, of course, the you know Josh Gordon we talked about has left the game of football again. That's some heartbreak I don't know you or Brian could handle emotionally, and it's probably for the best. So consolation is you guys didn't have to stick around for that heartache or the heartbreak that would have come in the championship round. Merry Christmas.
1: Wow, I feel like you just gave me, like, a gift of, like, some ugly shirt, and I'm supposed to act like that was really good. It was a
0: backhanded compliment, for sure. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, Pace, this one's for you. Guess what? It's it's the re-gifted sweater Uh that you just gave me. That's what it is. Uh, But seriously, though, you held on to Kareem Hunt um, at the beginning of the season. When things were looking pretty bad, we tried multiple times to get him from you, and uh, it paid off until things went south for Mr. Hunt. Uh, yes. but anyways, kudos to you for holding on to him and, and, uh, keeping your, your first round pick. So Merry Christmas.
0: Hey, and you guys weren't the only one that tried to trade, uh, for Kareem Hunt. Jake tried as well, multiple times. There were some deals in place for McCaffrey and I never did it and okay. in hindsight. In hindsight, probably should have.
1: Yikes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, next one here, big orange bullies Chase's favorite player. Andrew luck is back. He's better than ever. And he's the number four quarterback, like you mentioned in CMB this season. Luck is making a push for the Colts to go back to the playoffs, and he really was the heartbeat of Big Orange Bullies all season. So, Merry Christmas, Chase Goff.
1: Almond Brothers, I'm starting to think that they are uh, mind masters. I think the Almonds are doing something possibly to enhance their uh, their their brains. They spend their first fab after they are out of the playoffs, and that's really got us thinking. <laughs> um, I think that's really playing with everybody's minds in the league. But, hey, uh, they made the right trade off the bat for with us when we gave them Chicago, uh, Chicago's defense, and J.J. Watt for Minnesota. Chicago ended up as the number one DST this year with 226 points. The next closest was 50 points away at 176, and that's a big deal in in DSTs. And then J.J. Watt and all of IDPs, uh, including safeties and linebackers and defensive ends, is the number 17 IDP. So great job for them. They had a great team. Uh, They just were not healthy, and when they got healthy, it was too late. So Merry Christmas. Here's some almonds. Uh,
0: Isaiah 4031, last one here, and I kind of drew the short stick here, but uh, Jordan, I'll say this. The Philadelphia Eagles still have a shot to win the NFC East if a lot of things break their way. They went out. The Cowboys lose out. They can still make a wild card spot. Carson Wentz is gone for the season. We, we He's not on IR, but he's done for the year, essentially. And Nick Foles, the Super Bowl MVP, back in the saddle. He's 1-0 again. And the Eagles still have a shot, like I said. And the biggest consolation prize, the biggest consolation Christmas gift I could, I could give, you did not make the worst trade in CMB this season.
1: Mm, okay, what is it?
0: What was the worst trade? Yeah. You, you said I wasn't allowed to talk about it anymore. Oh, okay.
1: Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So, Jordan, I uh, yeah, there's been some years where we've talked about your trades, and there was a couple trades you made this year, but a, a consolation gift, it wasn't even the worst trade in CMB this year. So. Right,
1: okay. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas.
0: Christmas to everybody. Oh,
1: wait, I got we- one more. I got one more. All right, let's hear it. IDP still suck. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Pace here is trying to – keep your present but uh, anyways these guys I think they just had just bad luck this year the fifth hardest schedule in the league I believe and uh, you know Gronk didn't work out for them but they made a great pick and trade and taking uh, Kittle and they got him in round 11 and he is the number three tight end. so uh, Merry Christmas to them with Kittle I know they had to, to move them out to try to make some noise and move up the rankings, but that was a great pick for them. So Merry Christmas.
0: And that is a Merry Christmas to me because they traded Kittle to me like in week I don't know eight or nine and he was a stud all season.
1: Look at this look at look at Jordan's trying to steal y'all's present. They trade they gave I'm me their sorry. present. I'm sorry.
0: Gosh. All right, Merry Christmas everybody. Those were the <laughs> consolation Christmas gifts and I hope you guys enjoyed those and maybe you guys can those those gifts could last you all the way until next season. Give you hope uh, a- Give you a little hope. Yeah, that's right. All right, Zach, let's move on here. Last bit here is the championship pick of the week. Picks of the week. One pick this week, Zach, It is the championship round. And like we mentioned, it is Tecmo Power Runners, the number two seed versus your worst nightmare, the number eight seed. They already upset the number one seed this year, beating Kemp's crew. And Kevin is hot right now and he's playing Tecmo. Let's do something we don't always do, Zach. Let's do a complete breakdown of this matchup, position Whoa. by position. We don't have to necessarily go, like, IDP by IDP. But let's just look matchup, matchup for matchup and go across the board here, Zach, and we'll we'll pick this one. How do you think? Okay, let's do it. All right, so first here is quarterback. Kevin has Patrick McQu- Mahomes, of course, and Tecmo Power Runners is starting Lamar Jackson this week. Really great decision, obviously, because the Panthers are resting Cam Newton for the rest of the season. Newton's been bad all year, uh, and so it's, it's, it's for the best if they have Lamar Jackson now. Really great pickup and free agency in hindsight. Who yeah. do you think has the better matchup in this one, Zach?
1: I, I'm going to give it to Mahomes. Um i just think they're too explosive you know but the only thing that scares me about Mahomes is tyree kill and how healthy he is you know um that's that's the only thing that worries me but hopefully he's good and uh it'll be interesting that it's so frustrating with a matchup like this knowing that the other guy has like your number one wide receiver when you got the quarterback you know right so you're just like please don't throw it to him please <laughs> you know so but uh, i'm gonna give it to Mahomes. how about you
0: yeah, I'm going to give it to Mahomes as well. The Chargers aren't really giving up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Of course, the Ravens play the Chargers. And though Jackson is putting up you know some silly numbers on the ground, he's averaging 17.2 carries a game for a quarterback. Mahomes is putting up silly numbers himself through the air, and he's the favorite right now for the MVP. So Mahomes, I think, wins this one.
1: Yep.
0: All right, Mike Evans for Kevin versus Tyreek Hill for Tecmo. I think Tyreek Hill wins this matchup. Like you said, you know, he hasn't really finished a game in recent weeks because of uh, injuries. You know, six points in week 13, 23 and 14, but then just eight last week. But he has the better matchup. He's got the Seahawks this week. And Mike Evans, the Tampa Bay receiver, who has had some just some average weeks lately, he's playing the Cowboys with the second-fewest uh, fancy points given up to receivers this week. So uh, I'm I'm uh, picking Tyreek Hill. <sighs>
1: I'm tempted to go with Evans just because I'm. I don't know about Tyree Hill, but I'm. I'm going to give it to him with another week of rest. I think he'll, hopefully, he'll bounce back, and um, I, I'm going to pick him over Evans. Evans has just been kind of inconsistent. Right. Right.
0: DeAndre Hopkins, the next one here for Kevin versus Techmo's Ryan Anderson of the Jets. This one's not even a contest for me. I I picked Hopkins as uh, my bold prediction last week. And I'm going to make him my bold prediction again this week. I picked him to go over 20 points last week. It would have been the first time that he had gone over 20 in like four or five weeks. I'm going even bolder this week. And I'm going to say that he goes over 30 points against the Eagles. And DeAndre Hopkins, is he's got a great matchup. The Eagles are giving up the third most fantasy points to receivers. So I've definitely given this matchup to DeAndre Hopkins, and he's my bold prediction.
1: Okay, I like it. Uh, I'm going to give it to Hopkins too. but. Robbie Anderson is going to score more points than Tyree Hill this week. That's my bold prediction.
0: Bold prediction. Wow, you are not hot on Tyree Hill.
1: <laughs> I guess not.
0: All right, next one here. Moving on to the running backs, Mark Ingram for Kevin versus David Johnson for Tecmo. Zach, who is your favorite in this one?
1: Um, I guess I'm going to give it to uh, David Johnson on this one. Um.
0: I agree, and only because of volume. Uh, You know, he's not splitting the backfield at all. He's had some, some. I mean, just a disappointing season, I would say overall for a guy who went third overall in our draft. But Mark Ingram really is touchdown dependent, so I'm gonna have to pick David Johnson as well. Next one here is Philip Lindsay, who this week he was he was voted to the Pro Bowl. He is a Pro Bowl nominee, the first undrafted offensive rookie to be picked in the Pro Bowl ever.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Really impressive season for Philip Lindsay. He is up against uh, Tariq Cohen of Tecmo this week. Zach, who do you like in this matchup?
1: I'm going with Lindsay. Dude's pumped up. Pro Bowl, he's going to do it. Uh, Tariq Cohen, he is volatile. Um, You know, you just don't know. Sometimes he can go off and he will go off. And then sometimes it's just kind of average. But uh, so I'm going to give it to Lindsay on this one.
0: I want to pick somebody else. I mean, we're kind of picking the same here, but I I like Philip Lindsay as well. The Broncos technically are still in the hunt, I think, uh, and they're playing the Oakland Raiders, so they have a great matchup. Oakland's given up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs, and Philip Lindsey could have another huge week if he gets some volume. Plus, there was a report today on Thursday that Vance Joseph could lose his job at the end of the season because he's—I think he's gone like 11 and 20 in his uh, first two years as the Broncos' head coach. So maybe they their offense, you know, wants to keep him around. They play for Vance Joseph this week, so I, I could see Philip Lindsay breaking off a big one. All right, next one here. This is an interesting matchup. This is Vance McDonald, the Pittsburgh tight end, versus Jalen Samuels, the Pittsburgh running back slash tight end. And this one, you got to go with Samuels, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so they're playing New Orleans, who actually is only giving up the third uh, fewest. They're giving up the third fewest points to running back. So a difficult matchup for Samuels, who, like I said, where he's playing as as a running back. But um, Vance McDonald is touchdown dependent you know, you can't give this one to Kevin
1: Yeah Kevin's just got to hope for a touchdown from somebody on his roster or somebody on the waiver wire um it's just such a terrible thin position this season and and he's on the wrong end of it here so
0: yeah In the flex spot, we talked earlier about the trade that Kevin was involved with in week one that involved Chris Carson. He gets him from Jake. Chris Carson, who missed a a few weeks this season for injury, and he's just been so hot and cold. But lately he's been hot, man, 12, 14, 13, 15, and 26 points in the last five weeks. And Chris Carson plays Jamal Williams of Tecmo this week. Jamal Williams now the number one running back with Aaron Jones out. So I like Jamal Williams to have a big week, getting a, a lot of volume, um Joe Philbin the Packers interim head coach said that you know Williams is going to be a big part of the game on a Sunday so I, I could easily see this one going to Williams
1: I'm giving this one to Chris Carson that's uh Kevin White's boy after uh knocking off the number one seed and you know Jamal Williams is terrible like he 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 looked terrible on the field we were trying to keep up to see if Aaron Jones you know if we thought he was better and Hey, maybe he's just really motivated or something. Uh, somebody gives him some steroids, I don't know, and he decides that he's going to, you know, show the Packers what he's got. But uh, Chris Carson's playing Kansas City, and they give up the most points to running backs. Right. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Carson.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I mean, seeing that now, Kansas City giving up the most points, I may feel like, you know, I kind of feel like I should have gone with Carson as well. But I'll, I'll stick with Jamal Williams. Could have a big week uh, against the New York Jets, who are playing for nothing. So. Um, Zach, is there anything when you look at the IDPs, the kicker, and the defense that stand out to you with with these teams in this matchup?
1: I feel like I've said Lutz's name a lot this season for the uh, all-pro team, so I feel like that's kind of an advantage. But Janikowski maybe he has been hot as of late, I don't know. But um, IDP-wise, um, the only one – Kevin's got these cornerbacks, and I've said it before, but they've always, they've done well. I mean, if you look at their stats – putting up good numbers but um Eli Apple just kind of scary with just like two one you know as far as the tackles go and stuff like that you're dependent on him making a play a big play and so right uh, that's a little scary and then uh I Tecmo starting Aaron Donald which he can blow up you know get you 15 16 or 20 or something like that but again he's a big play guy that you're playing so hey maybe it will even out because they're both playing guys like that so we'll see and he has,
0: he, Tecmo, Jeff and Rob, they have three players who are big play guys. They have Leighton Vanderash, who has been completely steady uh, pretty much since he became a starter in Dallas. So he could put up some numbers. Aaron Donald, like you mentioned, and then Von Miller, who we all know is boomer bust a lot of times. Uh, not so much this season because he's kind of been average, but uh, Poetic Justice, uh, the Poetic Justice player of the week could be for Kevin, Kiko Alonzo, his boy, who's been his boy for like, five seasons so if he had a huge week and you know if Kevin won a matchup by like three or four points wins the championship by a couple of points and Kiko Alonso is the reason he does it that would
1: be great yeah would you rather start Houston's defense going up against Philadelphia or on the free agent market there is Cleveland going up against Cincinnati oh Cleveland yeah absolutely Kind of what I'm thinking here. Like, Cincinnati, no Andy Dalton, no A.J. Green. Um, yeah, Kevin, kind of, make, that, make that move, Kevin. Something to think about.
0: Yeah, make that move, Kevin. So, Zach, let's pick this overall matchup. Who wins the championship in our pick of the week?
1: Man, you, you want to pick. It would be awesome to see the eight seed go. And uh, it's tough to pick against, you know, Rob and Jeff being there at number two. But I, I'm going with I'm going with Cinderella. I'm going with uh, I'm going oh, with your worst nightmare.
0: I'm picking Kevin as well, and uh, you know Rob and Jeff they have the experience. I think they've won what three combined? Yeah, really. Well, with Rob, Rob's won one by himself, yeah. right? Yeah, and then Jeff's won two by himself.
1: Has he? I thought he. Maybe I'm
0: wrong. I think they've won three combined, but they have the experience. You know what I'm saying, they have the, yes, the sure. championship experience. They've been there. Um, I, I just – I'm looking at this matchup here overall, and I think we said Kevin's name more often than not. I mean, it, they definitely have the cheat code with Jalen Samuels being able to play him as a tight end.
1: Yes, that is huge because there's a chance of Connor coming back. Right. Man, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I like the Cinderella story. Jake has made some points that seeding does not really matter uh, when it comes to the playoffs, and I think he's right because Kevin is proving him right. He's just having a great run here at the very end, and that's all you need right now is a great run, and I think he gets to do it again, and this would be sweet victory for Kevin who, like you said, just three years ago was getting ice and water dumped on him by Matt Sugg's kids. (laughs) So to go from worst to first in a number of just a couple of seasons – you got to feel good for Kevin. It would be his first championship ever.
1: Yeah, this would be one we would remember for a long time. And I think this will be just the third title for the uh, Gall brothers combined if they win this one. But still, they've, they're they always there and uh, always a threat. So anything can happen. Yeah, seeding does not matter. Do not put stock in, in that number that's beside the name.
0: All right, lastly, the Tweet of the Week. Tweet
1: of the Week. Zach, do you have a tweet of the week this week? Of course I do. And everybody should have seen it by now. And it's it's Kevin McAllister on the Home Alone video. Have you, yes. seen, have you seen this? This is fantastic. And I need to know the behind the scenes of how they did this because everything looks spot on. So uh, awesome commercial, great job. Um, just, yeah, fantastic.
0: Are you going to go buy a Google Pixel now?
1: Definitely not. <laughs> but... Um, one of the the top tweet I saw was somebody asking, uh, "Hey Google." Th- they said this was the only line that was missing from the entire commercial, which I which I have to agree. And um, do you remember the scene where he's getting the toothbrush? Oh yeah, yeah. And it's, so this guy tweeted out and he said, "The only the only thing missing was Kevin asking Google if this toothbrush was approved by the American Dental Association. That would have been fantastic." That's funny.
0: Um, everyone saw that. And then everyone also saw this. This was like almost a week ago today, I think. Yeah, it was on last Thursday and this was on first take. And I know we talked about this, uh, over text, I think with Matt, but on first take last Thursday, Stephen A. Smith, they were previewing chargers versus chiefs. And I don't know what happened. I think Stephen A. Smith had like a brain fart. You know, sometimes you, we talk about going on autopilot, which we all do that, like in conversation where you just, you don't even know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happens and Stephen A. Smith, and maybe Matt can cue this up, but he got everything wrong essentially when he's talking about the matchup, the preview of Chargers Chiefs. And I'm
1: gonna have some faith in in Spencer Ware and thinking that, you know, he can do some things. I'm keeping my eyes I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. Spencer Wareback. I'm sorry. Spencer Ware is out. Oh, yes,
0: yes, yes, I forgot. I'm sorry, Max, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, he is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I'm
1: yeah. thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derrick Johnson, and I got to keep my eyes on that. Yeah, there was, that was painful. That was, Just watching that and then both of the guys' facial expressions, That was that was good.
0: Yeah, you, so, you see Teddy Bruschi and Max Kellerman. They're just kind of looking off there air like, <laughs> like oh, what is going on? <laughs> and so this is my favorite tweet of the week by far. This may be my favorite tweet of the week we've done all season, but a uh, the reporter for the Boston Globe, Nora Princiati, she tweeted on Thursday. It was a screenshot of that, that just that moment we talked about where Kellerman and Bruschi are like, what in the world? And she says, it's all three of them together, and it says, one taught me love, one t- one taught me patience, one taught me Derrick Johnson, not currently in the league, is going to go off tonight. <laughs> oh, so, I thought that was pretty good. That's good. All right, Zach, week 16 in the NFL is the championship in CMB. We previewed that matchup, uh, matchup for matchup here, and we're, I would say we're rooting for the, the, the Cinderella story, but it would be pretty cool. Uh, we yeah. talked about the Pro Bowl snubs. We yep. gave out some Christmas presents. That's right. constellation Christmas gifts. And like we said, the championship week is this week. Zach, we, um, this will be our last episode for a
1: while. Yeah, so we, we will stop going weekly after this episode. And we will touch base with you guys monthly and maybe pick it up once we start getting closer to some of the, the bigger events and stuff like that. But, right. uh, yeah, this is the end of the weekly.
0: Maybe – so what I would propose is maybe we could talk about this off air, uh, but maybe we could do something like right before the Super Bowl, preview the Super Bowl, uh, or maybe if the Titans make a run and they make it into, like, the championship round, we could do something like that, and then we could recap the championship, even though it's kind of been in the rearview mirror. But we'll yeah. definitely give – we'll give you something in January.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely be back in January and, and talk to the league champ and stuff like that. So we'll be around, but just not weekly.
0: All right. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals.